I'm Ray Murray of The Workshop, and you're listening to the True Philadelphia Podcast with Matt O'Donnell. remember Ray Murray during his time as the on-air co-host of the local entertainment program Evening Magazine. Maybe you don't know that Murray went on to become an extremely influential figure in the reality TV business as founder of Banyan Productions and now with the Radnor-based The Workshop. Trading Spaces, A Wedding Story, A Baby Story. Murray helped bring those reality TV programs to cable TV and bring about a revolution in positive reality TV programming. These shows were uplifting in nature. This ran counter to other, arguably more popular reality programs where conflict, resentment, and constant bickering and infighting are staples. Jersey Shore, The Housewives of series, The Bachelor, Naked and Afraid. The evolution of reality TV, that is what we are going to talk about with someone who has been there from the beginning. Here is Ray Murray on the True Philadelphia Podcast. here with Ray Murray and we're here in the lunchroom near the workshop <laughs> where we're kind of in breakfast mode and we're waiting for a snowstorm and we're just going to talk about a lot of interesting stuff and so it's great to have you here Ray. Can I get you some coffee? <laughs> Believe it or not Eggs. I have had two already. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't show yet. Thank you so much. So what I want to do is first off People may know you from Evening Magazine, from Banyan Productions, and now you're with the workshop. Elevator speech, if you could. What what are you doing with the workshop now? Well, the workshop is a uh, Radnor-based, Philadelphia-based television production company. Uh, It's been around for a few years, uh, owned by a guy named Tom Farrell, um, Philadelphia native, Villanova grad. Everyone, nine out of everyone ten. Goes people, to, everyone goes to Villanova. It's like there's, there's seventy thousand yeah. students there, but there really are just <laughs> four or five, yeah, and they all work at the workshop. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. So uh, Tom founded this company and, and had a great deal of success in golf television. He did the Haney Report, um, or the Haney Project, rather. Uh, he did the Golf in America. He had a lot of success with that, and has now uh, um, branched out into the documentary business. Has had a couple of big successes with that. Most notably. There's a doc on uh, Amazon right now called True North, which is an outstanding documentary about uh, a two-time cancer survivor and his trip to the North Pole, his trek to the North Pole, um, and uh, the first uh, double cancer survivor to uh, accomplish the uh, Explorer. It's called the Explorer Challenge, all seven peaks and the North and South Pole. So it's really a very compelling documentary. Um, And so... um, He's, con- he's continued to explore the documentary world, and what my role at the workshop is, is to explore and develop uh, projects that um, we really started at Banyan, which were in the lifestyle genre. We had great success in weddings and uh, makeovers and babies. Pretty and beautiful and yeah. cute things. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, I'm here to help him do that and develop those kinds of programs, and um, it's just a great place to be right now, a very dynamic place to be, a lot of good people working here. Excited to be a part of it. You are helping to feed our binge-watching cravings. Well, there's a lot of (laughs) binge-worthy shows out there right now. Most of them, you know, are scripted shows. Uh, How much time do you spend? I have never seen, you know... Orange is the New Black, or or, or um, any any of those. Too busy working, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) Let's jump back. 
People, uh, I mean, I remember you on Evening Magazine. It was a program that ran from 79 to 92 in Philadelphia. And you told the Broadcast Pioneers group that it was the best job in television. And that is the truest thing I've ever said. It was the best gig in television. My job description was travel the world, meet interesting people, and do stories on them. I mean, that is a good gig. And uh, that's what I did for 12 years. And, and it was a great part time to be a part of pop culture. And it was a, um, I, ha I worked with some amazing people, four really talented women who were my co-hosts on that show. And um, it was just an outstanding I mean, I literally traveled the world, and I, I, I did the most amazing stuff uh, for that show. What's one thing that, like, really burns in your memory? Some amazing... Oh, my gosh. That, I have so many. Uh, uh, let's see. I was uh, in Greece one time. I was doing a story on the, an archaeological dig that had been going on for 100 years. Uh, many people thought it was the lost city of Atlantis, and they'd been digging it out with toothbrushes. It was under this big sort of hangar. And uh, we did a story on that uh, excavation. And at the end of it, I had to do a stand-up. And uh, the producer found these... It used to be a door in this ancient city, right? It had been there for thousands of years, and there was a space between it. And he said, do a stand-up in between those two walls there. So I said, okay. I walked, uh, and I stood between the two, two walls. And I remember saying, if only these walls could talk. And I kind of lightly touched it, and it fell down. The <laughs> The wall fell down. Uh, Money cannot pay for horrible. that damage. No, I, I, I thought jail. I thought Greek jail was in my future. but uh, Greek prisons then and yeah, now are probably no, no good. Probably no, no, no. But I mean, that's just one of their hundreds. You know, I, I met the Pope. Uh, I did all, you know, how many uh, celebrities did I do that were uh, popular during the uh, 80s? Uh, you know, all, uh, so many of them. It was just such a great, rewarding experience. Good things always come to an end, don't they? Yes, they do. But then, you know... Um, uh, it was clear that my on-air days were numbered. I, I was an accidental talent. I didn't mean to get into the talent business. Um, and I loved producing. I, we produced a lot of the stuff for Evening Magazine. I did a lot of the producing for Evening Magazine. Um, and so when Evening ended, and there was the cable was in its, you know, in its infancy, sort of. There were only about, in, in 1992, believe it or not, there were probably only eight or nine really prominent cable networks. So uh, we were very fortunate to uh, get a lot of work from TLC as they were sort of changing their, um, what they were all about. And it, we launched um, Baby Story, Wedding Story, Makeover Story, all of those great lifestyle shows that really, really uh, did well. And, and um, that was... It was just such a great time to be in, in the production business. So 1992... The real world was right. maybe the first, not, not, not the first original reality TV show, right. but the first really popular one. Right. And so you're right there in that moment. Right. Did you have a sense from watching what was going on with real world yes. and what you were doing and saying, this is going to probably last another six months or maybe another 30 years? Well, there was no telling how long it was going to last, but we knew that that was something special. If you put, could put cameras in with people and just catch their... Um, on air and catch on air what they were going through and their experiences, their challenges, their obstacles, their interactions with other people. And if that was compelling television, then that's what we hope to capture by doing weddings. Now, like, when we started Wedding Story, this is not an exaggeration. When we started Wedding Story, we just took cameras to weddings and we just shot. We just we didn't, direction, we didn't no. manufacture much. We just we did interviews. 
excuse me, interviews with the bride and groom. Um, we uh, talked about their future together. We went to the wedding. We captured the ceremony. We did the rehearsal. I mean, we did the. It. They loved it, and it, and it was real. We, we didn't make stuff up. We didn't ask them to do anything they wouldn't normally do. We just shot. It was like a. It was like having their wedding video uh, on the air. So I want to talk to you about that with Banyan. You really were in this part of the reality TV genre that was about positive material. And you, so you have Real World, which right. had its negative moments here and there. Right. Big Brother, Survivor, people attacking each other, trying to win a game. Right. Was it a conscious decision that you're like, I'm not going to be like some of these other things that I'm, I'm seeing on television. We're going to remain positive and real. Right. Perfectly said. And that's what we strive to do. Because for example, you know, Wedding Story gave birth to Bridezilla and a lot of those kinds of shows. And, you know, it's hard to really, uh, those shows, a lot of those shows did really well and were very successful, but they were, um, for lack of a better term, they were sort of manufactured dysfunction. Um, um, people began to really sort of enjoy those confrontations, those on-air confrontations, um, and that dysfunction that happened. And um, uh, we really fought against that. We really struggled to not do that. Because um, you see dollar signs when right? you go into that stuff, because that's, you know, it gets eyeballs. Exactly. And, and the, the numbers, the ratings for those were going up every day. And you couldn't do, for example, I remember we were going to do a... a um, uh, a, a dance instruction academy but then along came dance moms right <laughs> so dance moms was a completely different level of intensity it was it was survivor it on became, a dance floor right? exactly <laughs> and it became more about the confrontation between the moms and um abby the 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 um so the the owner of the company and it became more about that than it did about dance it became more about what kinds of confrontations, what kinds of arguments, what kinds of fights, what kinds of disagreements can we capture on camera instead of just the dance. Are you okay with that? I mean, you sort of step back and say, it's okay if people yeah. want to watch that, and I'm going to continue doing something different. Okay. You're not okay with it. Do I wish that I had produced Honey Boo Boo? <laughs> That's the that's the conflict I go through all the time, Matt. I, I I think sure the show that show, for example, Honey Boo Boo, was a great success. It was on the air for several years, and but it was nothing about it was it was just confrontation, and it was just you know. So am I okay with it? It hurts, but I wish I had done it. What does that say about us, <laughs> as a society? Let's get like real big picture here. Oh my! Like gosh. be a philosopher, Ray. That would require some real thought. But I'm sure you thought about it. Sure, yeah, exactly. I mean, you can't, you can't fault uh, the majority of viewers out there who want to see the Housewives franchise. The Housewives is a brilliant, brilliant franchise. But, for example, you know, the Housewives went on strike at one point um, because they weren't getting paid enough and said, their reasoning, if you don't pay us more, we're going to go, we're not going to fight anymore. <laughs> If you don't pay us more, we're not going to fight anymore. Okay, that's that. So you know, it's like, eh, it's not real. It's not reality. It's sort of manufactured reality. What kinds of? Because you heard the saying, if it's if they brand it as reality TV, it's probably not. Right. Exactly. If it's branded as real these days, but and and it's. You know, I think 
I think we might be going back to that more, I don't, I don't know if wholesome is the right word, but genuine and authentic. I think I see turns towards that uh, these days, and I'm counting on that, and I'm hoping that's going to happen, because I think there is as much drama in real life and in unscripted, spontaneous, authentic, real life than there is in kind of making it up and putting people in situations that they didn't create and that they, they don't own. One of your most famous creations, Trading Places, which spawned Extreme Makeover, and Ty Pennington, who appeared on our channel, ABC, for a number of years. How did you come up with Trading Places? And I know it wasn't just you, but how does that concept come out of thin air? Well, Trading Places was the Dan Aykroyd movie. We did Trading Spaces. Oh, Trading Spaces. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Which is the best Christmas movie ever made. Ever. And ever ever made in Philadelphia. Just watched it the other day. Let's talk about Trading Spaces. (laughs) Well, Trading Spaces was one of those opportunities that just happens once in a lifetime. I mean, it had been changing rooms in uh, England. Uh, In Great Britain, it had been a show called Changing Rooms. And then um, TLC bought the license for that show. Uh, and um, came to Banyan uh, to produce it. And uh, I wrote that, I wrote the original treatment and show for Trading Spaces. <laughs> did not feature Eddie Murphy in a <laughs> no, Santa costume. No, it did not. Um, and so um, was very involved in the development of that show and the creation of that show. And it was just one of those shows that had the perfect chemistry between the cast, had the perfect host in Paige Davis, had an unusual idea um, an an unusual concept of two couples who would change rooms uh and so it just hit it just i I, we didn't you know you can never know you just never know you never know what's going to hit you can i've created many shows and developed many shows where i thought this is going to be the next 60 minutes um and they didn't work i didn't no one thought the trading spaces would be the mega hit that it was but it was a fantastic experience, and you're right. It gave birth to a lot of designers and a lot of people who went on to have great success in in, in uh, uh, other television shows and bigger television shows. You're right. Extreme Makeover was a good example. Ty Pennington did really well. He's such a good talent. So, um, combination of great concept and talent. It sounds. I mean, it's ex- not. It's not complex. Yeah, it was, and you would be that. And and that is another example. We didn't really. The only thing manufactured about that show was um, the situation. But we didn't, we didn't really manipulate it sure. to, to uh, too much <laughs> to put people in dramatic situations. I mean, after a while, I think uh, Hildy kind of got carried away with some of her designs um, intentionally just to see what would happen if she, she if she did knots, a wall. Right? She yeah right. I mean, she did a wall with hay. I remember um, and decorated a room with covered the walls with hay. So was that something that would normally happen in the course of an interior designer designing a room? No, not really. But Unless the fire department is right <laughs> across the street. <laughs> exactly. So, but, but it was, for the most part, really genuine and really capturing these couples in, in, a, in an amazing situation. So um, it, was a, it was a great experience. I loved that show. So in your lack of free time, you probably never watched The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. I can honestly say that I've never watched an entire episode of those shows because they're not really reality. They're game shows. They're, they're, you know, they're contests, which is fine. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I guarantee you that they have conversations about what's going to happen on that shoot, how they're going to react, what they're going to do, and there's not a lot of spontaneity is my guess. I've never been involved with either of those shows, but 
Um, I don't. I have not seen either of those shows. Isn't that embarrassing? I should watch them. I should know what's going on in TV, but I kind of don't need to see it to know what it is. You know, it was also it was also a difficult time. If I can, you know, be really bold in saying that that was a mega hit, right? So one of the challenges that we faced uh, after that was everybody, the, all of our clients, wanted the next trading spaces, and so they just don't happen that often. So there was always that. Well, why isn't this show doing as well as Trading Spaces is doing? So you know, you could. You, you, it was a struggle for us to, you know, o- overcome our own success, sort of. What's your favorite reality TV show of all time? It can be one of yours, or, or not. Well, right now I'm in love with almost every Alaska show. I, I watch. I watch almost every Alaska show. I watch um, Life Below Zero. I watch. Uh, the uh, last, the American, the last uh, Alaskan Bush people show. I love that show. Uh, I love um, Alaska State Troopers. I don't know what it is, but they're all in such interesting situations uh, that uh, I just am, am completely, um, completely in love with the Alaska shows. How about the worst? Probably one of the things we've named already. Uh, probably. I couldn't. I didn't. Jersey Shore. See, I, I tried uh, to watch Jersey Shore. I got through. I thought it would be like, oh, I'd go through like 15, 20 minutes of it. I got through five minutes, and I had to turn it off. And I know people because, out there. Was that because your allegiance to New Jersey, or was that because you didn't like uh, the, Well, like the you cast. mentioned, it was just about confrontation. That's it. And you could getting tell drunk, that it's all fight. manufactured. That was pretty, yeah. Yeah, that would be right up there, I think. I never thought about the worst one. Hmm. <laughs> I'd have to give that some thought. You should have warned me about you that. You can get back to me on that. I will. I'll, I'll, I'll write that. Um, social media, how does that impact what you do with documentaries, and wh- what do you think about it generally? Well, it's changed, it's changed our life, that's for sure. I mean, um, because now you can communicate directly with the viewers, and you can find out and get feedback instantly and find out what they like and what they, they don't like. Uh, and so it's also, it's, first of all, it's just a really good way to promote what you're doing. It's a really good way to uh, get people involved and to um, um, be asking questions about the show. So uh, I, I don't know what we would do. I can't remember. I don't know what we would do without it right now. It's just, and it's sort of changed the way we think about what is a successful show. We're, we're, um, we've just signed an agreement with the um, Philadelphia Zoo to produce eight episodes of a series about the zoo, uh, America's first zoo. That uh, those those episodes are um, going to be interstitials on the air and not really series, uh, and they're going to rely heavily on um, social media for feedback and talking about um, the people they meet at the zoo, uh, what's going on there. So um, it's really it's really changed the way we think about and just the, the different kinds of platforms. So it used to be you'd sell a show to a network like TLC or um, Lifetime or, or something like that. And now they're just, it's just different. There are platforms. So there's, there's streaming platforms like Netflix and Amazon. There's Facebook Watch. There's all different kinds of, of platforms now that you can, you can sell to and that you can um, uh, market your programs to. So um, social media is completely changing the way that we think about TV and the way that we think about production. And uh, it's really exciting. It's very exciting. Along those lines, have we reached peak TV where we are churning out so much content that even if I sat in my house and binged forever, I still wouldn't be able to watch it? You'd think that. I mean, it's it's changed a little bit in that. Okay, so so it's harder. 
it's harder to get it. You'd think with all the different platforms that it might be easier to get a show on the air right now, and it's really not the case. Um, first of all, um, there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of production companies out there right now. Um, and second of all, it used to be that viewing habits were, you, or networks would say, okay, I, on Tuesday nights, uh, we're going to run Flip or Flop at 9 o'clock, and it will go from 9 to 10. Um, and then at 10 o'clock, there would be uh, the Chip and Joanna Gaines show. Um, and, then it'll, and then the next day, you'd, Thursday, there would be something else at 9 o'clock. But that's not the way it is anymore. It's like, it, there, there's programmers are programming for flip or flop from three in the afternoon till midnight so there's all of that geography is not a lot of different shows it's the same shows spread out over a longer period of time does that make sense it hasn't really diversified then in terms of your options even though you have more options is that what you're trying to say uh, yeah i think that that's that's really very true and, and the the fact is that every everyone everyone in la everyone as a production company. So now I'm competing against Reese Witherspoon, uh, who has a production company. And now I'm competing against all of those kinds of people who have um, um, production companies. So it's just... Um, the costs have gone, gone down. I mean, you can... Uh, without films question. Films have been shot literally with an iPhone. Without question. Cloverfield, I think, yeah. is one of those. Yeah, so there's a, the equipment has changed. The um, the, the cameras uh, are different. Everything's everything's different. You can shoot a whole series with a with one man right now, with one person. I should say one person band. So, yeah, the, it's, the, the production model is very, very different. Very different. What is this, the one story that Ray Murray wants to tell and he doesn't really think he can do it because of time, because of money, because of whatever? Oh, man, I wish I had thought about that. The one story that I wanted That's why to these tell. questions are hard. Yes, could I just look at the rest <laughs> hey, of the, your, your page there? Uh, I don't. I don't know. That's a really good, really good question. I'm not sure. I mean, every day, for me, uh, is in my job as development is my job is to find interesting people doing interesting things. And every day that I do that, I'm learning something different. Um, um, there's we're working on a series about midwives in the South right now. Um, in some states in the South, midwifery is illegal. And so these women are, these midwives are sneaking out over the state line, the state borders, to help really, uh, to help women deliver their babies. That is a really powerful story. That's a really emotional story. So I'm really excited about telling that story and being involved with that. Um, so I'm not sure if I've really given much thought to what is the one story I want to tell, but I'm sure, I'm sure that something will, will come up that I'll try to pursue. Here's an idea. So... 10, 15 years ago, I thought the coolest thing was when I saw the Everest documentary in IMAX. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. how did they get all that stuff up on that mountain? It's crazy. So once we get the thing going to Mars, just make sure you get an extra <laughs> ticket. And, you know, you can follow Matt Damon or whoever's going to go get stuck on there. would be outstanding. <laughs> Reality producer in space. I love it. And you can have, you know, one astronaut change, like, the other guy's pot around and it's redecorate. Really, and really, really good idea, my friend. I love just that. throwing this right out of that. my head. Let me write that down. And I'll give you credit. That's a writing credit <laughs> yeah, for right. you. You don't have to give me any money. You remember Neil Postman's book, uh, Amusing Ourselves to Death? Yeah, I, I didn't read it. Didn't read it. it basically, it says t television is bad. And this was back in, like, the 80s he was saying this. Remember when they used to tell the kids, you know, you, it's going to you know, grind your brain into yeah. little bits. Oh, yeah, and, sure. And, you know, stop what? Yeah. 
what, what, what's your like overall opinion of what television has done for our society? It's uh, it's built bridges. It has uh, allowed us to share uh, amazing our lives with each other. It's um, it's helped us be more honest about the world around us. Uh, so. Um, I think that um, television has done amazing things. I was one of those. I was one of those kids who got told all the time, "Stop watching TV." And now I'm doing it with my daughter, my 12-year-old daughter. Is, Stop looking at your phone. Um, and and you're, con- I'm, con- you know, I go through that battle actually because I can remember my mother yelling at me, "Don't watch TV. Don't watch TV." And then I ended up working in it. And I honestly believe that. I, I was sort of destiny. I do. I really do. So now my daughter is involved with social media much more than I am. Can't take her eyes off of her phone. Um, uses it every day for hours a day. And I go, stop watching that. Stop looking at it. But then she'll come with these amazing facts and figures and things that I, I, she would have never known otherwise. And told stories about things and people that she had seen on her phone and places that she had been. And I think, I'm not sure. I mean, I want to. I don't think she should be consumed with it. But... On the other hand, I'm not going to discourage her too much because that's how, that's how we're watching TV and that's how we're communicating with the rest of the world now is on our phone. So I'm not sure I should keep her from doing it too much. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Ray Murray of The Workshop, thanks for joining us on the True Philadelphia Podcast. It's been my great pleasure. Thanks for, thanks for inviting me. Thanks, Ray. And thanks for the coffee. <laughs> Music for the True Philadelphia podcast brought to you by Walkabouts and Cliff Hillis of the world-renowned recording studio, Hacienda. Executive producer, Caroline Hayden. Please subscribe, tell your friends, share on social media, and peruse our many other episodes with people who are a part of what we know as True Philadelphia. I'm Matt O'Donnell. Thanks for listening, and stay true, Philadelphia. Philadelphia.